Hello everyone, welcome to another fun-packed episode of That's My Jam Stack, the podcast where we ask the not-so-proverbial question, what's your jam in the jam stack? I'm your host, Brian Robinson, and on today's episode, we've got the mind behind the old Static Man library and the new SourceBit package, Eduardo Bosas. We also have back this week our amazing sponsor, TakeShape. Stick around after the episode to hear more about their content platform, or head on over to takeshape.io slash that's my jam stack for more information. All right, Edwater, thanks for being on the podcast with us today. Great to be here. Cool. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for work? What do you do for fun? That sort of thing. So my name is Eduardo. Um, I'm a software engineer. Um, I work uh, at Stackbed, um, which is a startup based in San Francisco uh, that uh, operates in the Jamstack space. So we... We, we build tools that allow um, anyone with from any technical background to um, to use uh, a Jamstack site. Uh, so our, our mission is uh, kind of to, to bring this this paradigm to as many people as possible, regardless of their of their background, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, so that's what I do for work. Um, for fun, interestingly, the kind of stuff that I do for fun is very similar to what I do for work these days. So I end up spending loads of time, um, you know, just doing side projects and maintaining open source projects and just investigating and learning and playing around with, with, with new stuff. Um, that's kind of how I spend most of my free time these days as if free time is a real thing. Um, and then, yeah, so I used to, I don't have like a, a, a specific hobby these days. I used to play guitar back in the day, which I, which I haven't been doing a lot lately. Um, so yeah. Nice. So how does it, how's it feel when you, when you leave work and then immediately dive into open source management at that point? It's, it's kind of difficult. Uh, and I find, uh, I find it particularly difficult to manage open source projects um, once they start getting some attention because you know people people start um, expecting certain things from you and then you you don't always have enough time to commit to those projects and then people start to get frustrated and you know and that kind of um, kind of an endless loop um, so it's not it's not easy um, but but I really enjoy just just tinkering around and, and learning new stuff um, and I've always been interested in, in the open source space so that's something that I that I really enjoy doing very cool uh, all right so what, what was your entry point into this kind of idea of the Jamstack or static sites or whatever you want to call it okay so my first exposure was with Jekyll um, I think most people uh, kind of get that, go through that, through that process as well. So I, I rebuilt my website using Jekyll, I think in 2014. Um, again, because I, I usually use my, my personal projects and, and side projects to kind of learn new, new things and new technologies. Um, and Jekyll was one of those things. Uh, so I, I just wanted to learn Jekyll. So I just rebuilt my, my site using it. Um, and I really, I really enjoyed the whole process and the whole, the whole idea behind a static site generator. Um, and then a few months after that, 
I had like a, a like a pivotal point that kind of made me become more and more interested in the Jamstack space. Uh, there was this this online conference called JekyllConf, I think it was in 2015. And that w there was a talk by Tom Preston Warner about, uh, I think the title of the talk was something along the lines of crazy ideas I have about static sites or something like that. And in that talk, he mentioned something that really resonated with me. He was talking about this idea of um, having dynamic content on a statically generated site. Um, and the way that he saw that happening was having some, some sort of, uh, of process that pushes files into a GitHub repo and that automatically triggers, you know, the whole, the whole CI um, flow. And that really resonated with me because one of the first obstacles that I found when I, when I migrated my site to Jekyll was how do I do user generated content? Like I wanted to have like a commenting system for my, for my blog. Um, and the only options at the time were using things like discuss, which I didn't really want to do because that's like a third party library that you're adding. You're not in control of your data. You're adding, you know, user tracking and you're not in full control of how the stuff looks on your site. And so I kind of took Tom's, um, Tom's idea and I built a, a, a project called static man, which is essentially this, this service that takes user input, um, like it receives a form request and it transforms that into data files, pushes them into your GitHub repo, uh, which kind of allows you to, to bring that data in into your static site generator. So that's, that project is what really started me becoming uh, really involved in the Jamstack community. Um, yeah, I think that was that was how I got into the uh, into the whole Jamstack. Sure, and and I'm I'm very interested. So you, I, I was going to ask you about Static Man anyway. So I'm glad that you brought it up. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, the impetus was you wanted dynamic content, and we just heard about that that uh, JekyllConf uh, talk. But like, what was it like feeling your way through that for the first time? Because it's drastically different than the idea of building with a server. It is. It was it, like the fact that I was doing it on a personal project that was doing it on my personal site it was it was a great experience because there were no risks like if i came to the conclusion that actually this idea of rebuilding my site as a static site is a terrible idea this doesn't this can't accomplish the things that i need to have on my site mm -hmm. you know that was fine i could just you know just rebuild it in, in with with, uh, with a completely different tool mm -hmm. uh, so it was a great experience because there was no no no, no real pressure and so we ended up being great. Uh, obviously, there were some obstacles. Some, some. It, it forces you to think about things in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. That that example of the user comments was one. And my approach was, as with many developers, I have this problem. I'm going to build myself a tool that can help me solve this problem, and I'm going to publish that tool so that others can, you know, can use it for their benefit as well. So there were there were a couple of moments like that where I had to rethink the way I was I was approaching building a website but for the most part it was it was a lot more benefits than 
you know, than, than, than problems of, of using that approach. Sure. And the interesting thing is like when I, when I started, I started in Jekyll as well. Um, and I used Discus and stuff like that. And then like every time I would Google static man would come up, like, cause this would, would have been like 2015, I guess 2016 or so. Like, like that was the go-to. Mm -hmm. So let's fast forward to 2020. And now we have this idea of source bit mm -hmm. and, and are you one of the people behind that? Yes. So source bit, the idea behind source bit is that it, you know, if you're using a static site, a static site generator, um, and you have, uh, you have an editorial workflow that requires a bit more than just uh, a text editor writing markdown files directly. You're probably going to use um, like a headless CMS or a decoupled CMS because it, it's, ac it's actually a great companion to a static site generator because everything is exposed via an API. So you can just consume that data and inject it into your, into your static site at build time. But um, it's not really straightforward to do that out of the box, especially with, with uh, the more traditional file-based static site generators like Jekyll or Hugo. Um, like I, I couldn't find a standardized way of doing that. And so uh, we at, at, at Stackbit are you know, always looking for, for different ways of, of making the adoption of, of the Gemstack easier and so that was a problem that we identified and so we thought about building this tool that essentially allows you to connect a headless cms or or any api based data source and and just pull data from that and and route it to to um to your static site generator in the format and in the location that your um, static site generator is is expecting um, and we've built some, some tooling around that. So we've built uh, a command line interface that allows you to, to configure the whole, the whole process. So we have, um, basically we have this, this JavaScript configuration file that defines what are the data sources that you're pulling in, the, the credentials that you use to, to, to access those data sources, et cetera. And so you can, can, you can configure all of that manually, but alternatively, we've built this CLI where you just run a command, it asks you, what is your data source? It asks you a bunch of questions, and then it, it pulls all the, all the models from all the content types from those data sources, and it starts asking you, you know, what is this? Is this a page? Is this like a, a data file? And it basically guides you through the process of making sense of your data sources and, and routing that data into your into your SSG. Nice. So it, it almost sounds like, like to me in a lot of ways, it is static man for this generation of the way we do things. So back then, you know, we were pure static sites. We didn't really have a whole lot of third-party APIs. So it was like, oh, let's just push Markdown up to GitHub. Now it's like, there's this huge ecosystem. What do we do with that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, and uh, the, the, the whole idea behind the project is that First of all, it's it's fully open source. So even though you know we, we at Stackbit are behind a project, it's a fully open source tool, um, and we're welcoming you know contributions from from anyone in the community. And the main thing behind it is that the main concept behind it is that it's a plugin based architecture. So you know you, you have you, you currently already have plugins, for example, for Gatsby and for other static site generators. But those are plugins that work 
with a specific static site generator and headless CMS combination. And what I think that generates is a lot of fragmentation in the space. So if you're lucky to have to be using that specific combination of tools, then you're good. But if you want to use a different static site generator, then you need to find something else entirely. And so our plugin based architecture basically defines uh, source plugins, which are plugins that connect with data source and define target plugins, which are plugins that basically write that data into a format that a specific SSG expects. And then you can combine them in any way that, that you want. So, and, and I think that makes it what, kind of the side effect of that is that it's, it's easier for both SSG maintainers, but also for the headless CMS uh, maintainers to have a single plugin to maintain a single plugin that can then be you know plugged in in any way that, that you want. Um, so we're yeah I'm, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, definitely. And so I I usually had the question of how are you using Jamstack philosophies professionally and personally, but it sounds like that's just what you are. You're doing right. Jamstack professionally and personally just across the board, right? Right. Right. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, it it wasn't always the case. Uh, so up until I I joined Stackbit. Um, I was doing, I was, I was involved in the Jamstack mostly as, uh, as a side project kind of thing. Um, before, before uh, Stackbit, I was working mainly with developing uh, headless CMS solutions. Uh, worked with, um, with, with a few publishing companies and, 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 and developing CMS solutions for them. Um, and so. I wasn't exactly working on a Jamstack, but I was working on a concept that kind of goes hand in hand with a Jamstack principle and, and, and a concept that validates uh, the, the principles of, of the Jamstack. And so when I joined Stackbit, it was kind of coming full circle and finally uh, like doing, being 100% Jamstack. That's, that's who I am now. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, so what would you say, because uh, you do a lot in the Jamstack now and you've got a lot of projects you've worked on, what would you say is your specific jam in the Jamstack? What, what are you liking the most? What tools are you using? Uh, or put it another way, like what's going to keep you in the Jamstack going forward? Sure. Um, I have, so in terms of um, static site generators, for example, I'm currently using Eleventy for my personal site. Um, I really, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Eleventy, um, although I'm also real interested in, in Next.js and how it can evolve into, into becoming, um, you know, more, more, more widely used as a static site generator as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously there's Netlify, there's, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to ignore their, their importance in the, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the ecosystem. So they, they build like a brilliant product. Um, so yeah, and then, and then I don't want to, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be biased, but then <laughs> Stackbit, the stuff that we're building at Stackbit is, is also something that I'm really interested in. Um, I think we'll hopefully bring a lot more people into the into the ecosystem. Sure. I mean, I, I, you gotta love one-click installations, and you get everything connected up. I mean, it's hard to beat that, right? Exactly. And that, that's exactly, exactly why, like Netlify, yeah. built their deployed Netlify buttons for GitHub, and then y'all, you just click a button, and you've got a full-fledged site, like done. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, that simplicity is is really difficult to beat, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So what what's your actual like musical jam right now? What kind of music are you listening to? Favorite artist? What's in your earphones? 
Um, well, I haven't been discovering as many new artists as I would as I would like uh, recently. Uh, I've been listening to um, to Hosier, I think it's how it's pronounced. I think he's is an Irish musician, uh, and I've been really enjoying listening to him. It's a really really cool really cool stuff. Um, I listen to some Portuguese music as well. Um, and then, yeah, I have a, I think I have a very eclectic uh, taste. I listen to a bunch of, a bunch of different styles, uh, some jazz as well, some blues. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, out of curiosity, when you said, you know, you're a guitarist and you said that like you used to play a decent bit, what kind of style were you playing when you were playing guitar a lot? Um, so I, I was actually, um, I was actually sort of a singer songwriter wannabe. Um, so the sort of uh, folk slash pop acoustic kind of stuff. Um, I also really enjoy playing the blues, but I'm I'm just a terrible, you know, I, I'm not I'm I, I'm not um, I'm not brave enough to call myself a, a, a blues guitarist. That's fair. Um, I just I just yeah. <laughs> Very nice. All right. So is there anything that you would like to promote that you're doing? Get it out to the Jam Tech community. Obviously, we've got SourceBit we've already talked about, but if you want to talk more about that or anything else. Yeah, I mean, I would love I would love um, to, to hear people's thoughts on on SourceBit. Um, like I've been I've been really focused on on building the core application and, and a few of the plugins as well. But I would love um, to 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 get like people from the community to to pitch in and to contribute. Um, so yeah, there's, we can, we can share links. Um, is there any, any place that we can share links to like the repo and stuff? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put them in, I'll put them in the, uh, in the show notes and everyone can, can get it from there. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. There's, there's like a YouTube video that, that shows, um, like a short demo of what the process is like. If you, if you just fire up the CLI tool and, and connect, um, a CMS to, uh, to a Jekyll site. So. Yeah, there's plenty of information, plenty of stuff to get started there. Um, and I would love to, to hear people's thoughts on it. Very cool. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk with us today and for being on the show. Thank and you. I hope you keep doing some amazing stuff at, uh, at StackBit and in the open source community. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Eduardo and also to all of our amazing listeners out in the community that make the Jamstack a vibrant and awesome place to be. If you're listening to the podcast and enjoying it as much as I enjoy making it, be sure to leave a review or a like, star, favorite, what have you, in your podcast app of choice. This week, I'm proud to welcome back our awesome sponsor, TakeShape. TakeShape provides a content platform for the Jamstack. They've got an awesome CMS that's incredibly easy to integrate with, either with your own static site generator or theirs. You integrate with a smooth GraphQL interface, meaning you're only receiving and parsing exactly the data you want at any given time. If that sounds awesome, head over to takeshape.io slash that'smyjamstack to sign up. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode. Until then, keep doing amazing things on the web and keep things jamming.